I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a comedian and I'm ignorant, and that's why we're here, getting the answers to all your stupid questions that are my stupid questions. If you are new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. It helps. It helps other people find it. And then more of us can learn the answers to all our ignorant questions. And thank you to everyone who has done that. I've gotten some new reviews lately. I super appreciate it. Every little bit helps. And um, this is all I have left. So for the love of God, please subscribe and review it and share it with your friends. Speaking of friends... Shout out to my best idiots forever, Gene and Kathy, and to all my patrons on Patreon. You can join Patreon for as little as a dollar a month and get cool bonus content, get postcards. That's right. I'm covering myself in a hazmat suit and going to get post postage. I have all the stamps I need. I did it last time, but I would. But you can get postcards, and it's probably going to get real creative soon because those come from the places I tour in. Guess what? I'm not touring, so we're going to have to get creative and maybe just start sending cards and letters, and then I'm going to become your weird, sad pin pal that you listen to through your earbuds. <sighs> but I appreciate it. There's different levels. Uh, I haven't planned one yet, but we're getting back into doing uh, group hangs. We used to do Google Hang. I think I might start doing Zooms because it seems to be where it's at uh, with, uh, with the whole quarantine, and it seems much easier to use. Than Google Hang, um, but maybe it was just as easy to use, and I'm just shitty at using things. Only time will tell. <sighs> Speaking of time, I've been using my time wisely with Neurogum. They are the sponsor, I guess, of this podcast. Listen, I was speaking about how much I love them, and they noticed it, and they sent me some free shit, and they gave me a code for you guys to try it for 15% off. So if you're interested in trying Neurogum, it's caffeinated gum with B vitamins and L-theanine that gives you focus and energy. Energy, I can't say words. Energy and focus. So it's like a cup of coffee that also is a non-cracky Adderall, if that makes sense. Uh, So go to getneuro.com and use the uh, code JMS and that will get you 15% off. I've had a few people do it and reach out to me and tell me they're loving it. Um, If you do it, tell me your experience. Maybe you don't love it. Tell me that. No one has told me that yet, but you can. Uh, so yeah, give it a shot. Why not? Something to do. Something to switch up your old uh, routine. And if you're someone who's still at work, it's, someone, it's something to help you focus on your work instead of being distracted by uh, the crumbling of the universe around us. At this point in the show, I usually tell you to go to my website for shows, but I don't really have any coming up other than one I have not removed from my schedule yet. May 9th in Anchorage, Alaska. I'm waiting till the 21st of April to see what changes with the rules before I officially cancel. So, yeah. Am I hoping for a miracle? Absolutely. Aren't we all? Uh, Hopefully uh, this clears up sooner rather than later, although I'm not that hopeful. But that is neither here nor there. This week's episode is something to get your mind off all the corona talk. 
Uh, I spoke with Jennifer Valley, who is a game show writer and producer, and has also been a guest on game shows, uh, a contestant is probably a more appropriate word. So she tells me all about the game show world. It was a fun conversation, and I think it's very insightful. If you've ever wondered how game shows work, if you've ever been someone who is like, how do I go on a game show? And you're curious about it. I uh, I have done one game show myself. Let's make a deal. Um, I don't want to brag, but the year I was on is the same year they won the daytime Emmy. I'm not saying it's because of me, but I mean, I helped a little. Wayne Brady laughed. It doesn't matter. I have nothing left. Listen, you guys, this is the episode. Enough about me. Here's Jennifer Valley and all things game show. Jennifer, come on down. Hey, idiots. I'm here with Jennifer Valley. Uh, I mean, what do I call you? Game show extraordinaire, I guess. Thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, happy to have you. I guess let's just get into it because you have written and produced for a ton of game shows over the years. That's Um, right. I've been doing it professionally for 20 years. And before that, and between that, I've been on quite a few game shows myself. I just love them. I love game shows too. Let's talk about that because I've done... Uh, I did like one that never aired and then I've been on Let's Make a Deal. I always joke about how I wanted to go just try to get on every game show and then cut that together and send it out as an acting reel just as like a very absurd thing to have people be like, this is just you on game shows. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's hysterical. Yeah. Uh, the very first game show I was on was called $25,000 Pyramid. Oh, my gosh. When was that? Wait, so... You don't have to give too much away. Um, $25,000 Pyramid. I remember that one. It's on now. It's on. It now. is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's been around for a long time, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. I think it's been around 30 years or more. But yeah, it's on now. Like, I think ABC has a night of game shows. And they brought back a lot of the old ones. Like, Press Your Luck. And um, Card Sharks. And uh, Password. And Yeah. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, there's a whole game show network. What was the process of getting on that game show like? Well, that one I've only been I've only been at the game show network for about a year. In fact, uh, I write on a show called America Says. And, okay. And we our host was nominated for a daytime Emmy. That's so exciting. Yeah, he didn't win because he was against Alex Trebek. And if Alex Trebek didn't win, people would have rioted in the streets. Oh, you know, of course. You know, yeah, you know, I mean. The man's dying. Let's give him an award. You know, he has to have his thing. award. Yeah. Um, so that is, uh, you know, you should watch it. It's uh, similar to like Family Feud. Okay. So the game is it kind of like a game show version of HQ, that like app trivia? No, uh, the Game Show Network, anyway, I have Spectrum. It's Channel 177. And in the daytime, they run a bunch of old game shows, like some of these funny ones, like a Password from, or not Password, uh, Match Game. Oh, from like yeah. the 60s and 70s, where people are literally smoking on the set it's and so drinking. Funny. It's hysterical. And then they have a bunch of new ones. So I wrote for two uh, this last year. Uh, America Says, which is like a survey show, kind of like Family Feud. Nice. And then Catch 21, which is, you know, a game show version of the card game 21. And that's hosted by Alfonso Ribiera. Ooh. Now, him so, for- 
the Fresh <laughs> Prince and, you know. Yes. And, and, and interestingly enough, uh, this is brought back. This show, he was on this show about 10 years ago, and they have a card girl, like a sexy card girl that turns the card over. Oh, and love instead it. of instead of using that woman, this year he used uh, Whitney, who was his dance partner on Dancing with the Stars, and they won oh together. Oh, my God, so, so fun. Yeah, That's so right. Card girl, and they do a little dance together before the show. It's very cute. Uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love seeing, uh, Carlton anywhere <laughs> as, yeah. as we all know him. But, um, when you say like you're writing for a show like that, so with so game when, shows, yeah, sorry, go so, ahead. um, so on a game show, there's people called content producers nice. and what that is, uh, there's, well, there's content producers, there's producers and there's writers. A content producer is what sh- what I did on uh, at the Game Show Network is write the questions. Fun. So you actually, you know, so all of us game show writers are kind of smart. We have to know a little bit about everything. Absolutely. So, but there's different kind of writing. And so everything you see on a game show has to be resourced. So every game show I've worked on has something called a researcher. So I can't just write a question that says... Um, you know, how many uh, miles is the earth around, let's say. Yeah. I, I have, there has to be like three places that the researcher found what that is exactly. So oh, Okay, so you have to verify it three times? Everything has to be verified. And except for America Says and Family Feud, shows like that, you just kind of write fun, jokey questions with funny answers. They... <gasps> They send those out to a focus group or whatever, and they ask them, just like in the game, and you give them the answers, and they pick the ones, and that's how you pick the ones that go on the board. Oh, okay. So it's like, I always wondered with Family Feud, I'm like, who are these people who are asking? So it's a focus group that... um, Yeah, there's actually a company. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. There's a company that just brings people in to take these... uh, Family Feud America Says Surveys. Oh, my God. How funny. And then for those, are then, you guys... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So then once the the results come in, then we can make, punch those up and make it funny. I don't know if you've seen Family Feud lately, but every, they call yes. everything, you know, like mushmelons. They call... You know, they have all these weird nicknames for sexual things. So then the yes, back and punch it up. That's so funny. I always wondered because, yeah, you look at the old game shows like the like the dating game in the 70s or whatever. And they're like making whoopee. And you know, I'm right. like, how do they who keeps coming up with these new terms? But it's people like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. Just, they have to be, you know, TV clean and but still kind of sexually innuendo, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny to think it's like because I've seen a little recently of the. Steve Harvey version of Family Feud and it's there's so many quips and it's just so cool to think that like yes I don't yeah. know that one someone my, like you I, behind yeah, it I used to work with on another game show called Street Smarts is uh, I think the executive producer over there at Family Feud yes oh that's so awesome let me ask you for the survey style questions uh-huh. um, do you know these focus groups are they given open ended questions or do you guys also come up with an option of answers and then they choose which yeah. one fits yeah, it's um, an option of answers. So we'll sit in the writer's room. Let's say um, Family Feud or our show, America Says, they have to come up with uh, five to seven answers, right? 
So in the writer's room, we'll come up with a category, whatever, and we'll, we'll come up with what we think would be like the top seven answers. Then those go to a focus group or they go to the group and they pick from those. But sometimes they can go off on their own, too. Oh, awesome. Are there ever any questions? I don't know if, if you would. I'm sure there's so many things get tossed out in a writer's room. But it, do you have any questions you remember that came up that were like super hilarious, but not? Not clean enough for TV. I'm trying to think. Oh my God, so many. Now I, I can't think of one off the top of the head. But we're always, you know, we're always trying to be sneaking That's things in. You know, of course, of course. I mean, I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, as far as sorry, okay. go ahead. No, I was going to say if you want to ask about how you get on a game show, I can tell people that too. I mean, I, I would love to hear about that. I only know my one experience from Let's Make a Deal. And I would love, I'm sure a lot of people would love the insight. What, how, do, okay, so, how do those people appear on the screen? <laughs> uh, so it's a lot harder than you think. So mm -hmm. my suggestion to anybody who wants to go on a game show is go on a game show you actually like and know the rules and know how the game is played and all that. Um, and they're constantly, you can look online, even Craigslist, Facebook, anywhere. They are always looking for contestants. And usually once or twice a year, these, uh, you know, game shows will look for people. So you'll come in for an initial interview. And the first thing you have to do is always take a test. Yes. Like a general knowledge test to see if you're kind of not smart enough, you know, to go on the show. Or even yeah. if you don't know the answer you know, you can come up with something. Um, yeah, well, because they want people who, like, have a chance of winning. That's what I've heard, right? Right, absolutely. Okay, so I'll just give you an example. Like, when I was on a $25,000 pyramid. Um, I love that show, and I wanted to win $25,000. So I, I watched the show. I loved it. Um, I went in, and I had to take a test. And the test is always way, way harder than it would actually be on the TV show. Yeah. Um, you take the test, and it's usually like a 20-question test, and you have to get like three-quarters right. And from that, they separate those people, everybody else, bye. Um, yeah, get out. <laughs> yeah, and then they talk to you. They want people with personalities. Absolutely. I don't think that may not be um, the biggest criteria for like Jeopardy. I think that is just kind of like an intelligence thing, and maybe if you can speak – but other, yeah. game shows, other game shows, they want you to be animated and, uh, you know. Like high energy. Yeah, expressive. Like if you're, you know, if you lose, you kind of show disappointment. You know, you want to be energetic. And yeah. I think that, that's how I got on, I think, is because I passed the test and you're energetic. That's, you're on if that's, you got that winning combination. That's amazing. Yeah. And then they'll take you in to... If you pass that, then they take you in to play a fake game. It's usually just in a room with uh, the producers of the show, the casting people, and maybe a produce, executive producer or something. And then you play a fake game. And from there, they make their decision. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And so, but nowadays, a lot of shows, especially on my network, are groups like family feud yes erica says we have four contestants on stage we have another show called common knowledge which is three um you know there's they have multiple people and yeah so they bring in the whole family 
Like, yeah, everybody, you have to, now that means it's even harder for the casting. For the casting, yeah. You have to find like four or five people now that are not only know how to play the game, but are energetic. Yeah. So it's tough. So my suggestion is watch the show. Um, get in there and see, you know, just if you know the game, that's, that's really it. And if you're, I think that really does make a difference. Uh, because there's a lot of game shows now and people are, they just try out and they don't know, especially, um, you'll be asked because, oh, we need to bring four people with this. So all of a sudden you need to be a group of something. Yeah. So then they're just grabbing, you know, friends or family who maybe have no idea what the game is. And they're like, I guess I'll go with you. And they're like, we could win money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing, I, the things I've learned from being on game shows and writing for game shows is my first show is $25,000 pyramid. In that show, you play against a celebrity. Now, you, as the contestant, can be the smartest person in the world. But if you get a dumb-ass celebrity, oh, my God. Oh, my God, just, that's hell. Oh, I was studying so hard, you know. And then you play against a celebrity, and they're not that great. You're like, ah, you're ruining my life. So from then on, I only went on shows where it was just me. So well, I You didn't on, have to rely on anyone else. Right. I didn't have to rely on a celebrity. So that's, um, you know, then I went on Wheel of Fortune and... Scrabble. You know, I've done shows. I was on, well, my biggest win, but this was with the group. I didn't know the people, though, was a show called Greed. Oh, wow. And, and that was on uh, like 20 years ago. And you could win like millions of dollars. And I'm not <gasps> millions. But you had to play with people you didn't know. And you all had to agree on something, you know. Oh, God. And <laughs> anyway, we lost. I ended up with $10,000, thank God. No oh, one that's nice. team got anything. Funny <laughs> thing about that, the funny thing about that, I'm writing on America Says with a guy who was on Greed, and he won $250,000. <gasps> oh, my God. You guys yeah. should have teamed up. <laughs> yeah, he was not on my team. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, now it's, it's kind of easy money. But the thing is... Um, if you're on a show with a group like Family Feud or whatever, you divide that money between the people. Absolutely. And you're at the mercy of, you know, hoping everyone is smart enough to get the answers. Yeah. Like our show, the, ma the maximum is $15,000. You divide that into, you know, five, everybody's getting three grand. Yeah. Which is more than zero, but it's like you're still having to share it. And there's always so many episodes of shows like that where like... As a viewer, you quickly identify that there's like a dud in a family sometimes. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, Carl, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ruined it for us. I know. And it's like, oh, it's going to be an awkward ride home. Yeah. Um, but family, when I was on Greed, because it was individuals making decisions for a team and like millions of dollars were on the line. Security God. actually had to walk everybody out separately. So we oh, good like, to make sure nobody got the crap beat out of them because they yeah. lost it for the yeah, day. Screw you, Carl. I told you to quit. You know? That's so funny. Let me ask you, um, who was the host when you did $25,000 Pyramid? Was it Dick Clark or was it later than that? No, it was absolutely Dick Clark. Ah, that, I just want to know because that's just so freaking cool. He's like... The best. Um, I, know. I know. And I want oh, a go ahead. trip to I want a trip to the Fiji Islands on that <gasps> trip. And oh my god. I, I know. And then he came up to me, he was telling me a little something during the break, you know, oh in Fiji they 
say moolah moolah and i said oh okay (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool so you got did you actually get to go to fiji I I never I ended up not going. So oh okay oh this is another thing I can talk about the money and the prizes. Yes, uh, a lot of people don't know about that, and I'm going to tell you now. Okay, so if you win a trip, so I didn't win any money on twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. I won a trip to the Fiji Islands, which they valued at like six grand. Now mm. at the end of the year, you get ten ninety nine for the value of the trip. That's right. I want to like a washer and dryer <laughs> i was like wait yeah. i have to claim this as income yeah and then i <gasps> and then i looked through the times or you know the paper in the travel section and i saw they were offering a trip to fiji for like two grand so i called the irs and they said oh you can put the price that it really is but oh thank up, god i ended up just not going i just didn't want to, you know it's just like ugh. it's all you're like it's a whole thing what a bummer but yeah that's yeah but so-, so so people that win money you know so you'll see on um, who wants to be a millionaire? Like someone wins a million, people always say, oh, well, he's only get, you know, this when he gets the check. They will actually pay you the full amount. Yeah. Oh. And $10.99 you at the end of the year. So you so, have to then claim it and pay taxes back on it. Yeah, which probably does end up half, but you do initially get the whole amount. So hopefully um, you don't go crazy. <laughs> and no. you don't have money for taxes. Exactly. Here's another thing. Um, you don't get your prizes or your money till 90 days after the show airs wow that's right that's is there a reason for that just because so that you can't like show it (laughs) yeah maybe maybe you don't you know it actually but it actually has to air so if something happens like something gets (gasps) preempted and your show air you never get your prize you never get the money so i had um some friends working on um, oh, what's it called? It's with Rob Lowe. It's on now. It's like Mental Samurai or something. Oh, yeah. And Or maybe it was another show. But anyway, the show was canceled after like two episodes. They made like 15 episodes. So all the people that were on the other episodes will never see that money or the prizes. Oh, my God. That's such a bummer because you're like, I, I mean, because you just won something cool and you never see it. Ah, that's that sucks. That sucks. I mean, you were on like when I was on a a shy scrabble, I won like five grand or whatever. So you're on pins and needles till the show airs, just hoping. Oh my god, I hope nothing happens. You know? Yeah, I know. Because then it's like, oh well, what a bummer. And then no one even gets to spend your because you know it's also just exciting to get to be on a game show. So then like no one sees you, and you're like, no, I I really did it. Yeah, and I had a million dollars. I swear I did. I did. You're like, oh, no, I made a lot of promises I can't keep. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you went out for $25,000 Pyramid, did you go to audition or loan, or did you go with a friend or anything? No, I went alone. That's so funny. I only asked because I went to Let's Make a Deal um, at the time I was dating someone, and we were told by a game show producer, oh, come, you guys are like a cute couple, wear a costume. They love to get a couple on, and then... They had called up a couple and I was pissed because he's all low energy. And I was like, no, we're not getting on. And then I got called up by myself. So he just had to wait outside while I did paperwork afterwards and like half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich costume. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's their thing for some reason. Um, oh, no, they, they love that. Yeah, I have a few friends that work on that show, too. They love um, couples. 
Yeah, it's just like they, they try to get one on every episode I noticed when I watch it. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. Just that they've kind of figured out. Well, that you guys have figured out the formula like that. With a, um, with a show like that, when it's like in season and running. First of all, have you guys had to stop? I th- every production has stopped, right? I don't. I well, assume. actually, I was supposed to start work next Monday. And <laughs> that's been pushed. Well, oh, no. Yeah, they the taping usually will write. We're like, we're. It was like nine, ten weeks and then go to the studio. But the studio can't happen now. You know, that's yeah. on a set and then people in the audience. So they pushed that to, they said, fingers crossed. They're fingers not, crossed, right? And Ugh. they're not sure when the writing's going to start now. So I'm like, ah! Oh, God, that's so stressful. I hope it I hope it all comes down yeah. soon. I definitely know that feeling. With the writing... Yeah. Do you guys do all of the writing, like, before all of the shooting? Like, you write tons of episodes and tons of questions? Yes. Uh-huh. Because what happens is, um, so shows usually have questions, you know, in the run of the the whole episode. They'll start easier and go harder, harder, something like that. Yeah. So we write a bunch of questions, and then we do something called stacking. And what stacking means is putting the questions in order. So you got to find, you got to put them into categories, like, you know, super easy, a giveaway, a bit harder, you know, like tough. Nice. And then you have to stack shows evenly. So, um, okay. And I had a friend that was on a show I don't write for, but on GS and they said, I think they made it harder for us. Absolutely not. We put everything in kind of a bin and, you know, we have episodes, but we mix them up and we can always change. But we don't we can't do that. We don't favor people. Yeah. You're just not allowed allowed to do that. And then are you not are you guys not allowed to like if you had a relative who wanted to do the show? Is that not allowed? Yeah. No. Ah, okay. And then is sorry. I have had friends that are on shows that I work for all the time, but I just tell them just don't tell me no me. Yeah, just don't mention it. Oh, good to know. <laughs> um, well, especially a writer, like in casting or at the Game Show Network, casting is kept like on the other side of the building from us. And if they can't even go into our office because they can't get any kind of hint, there can't be any sign of impropriety, like maybe a casting person heard an answer and they go, you know. Yeah, that's true. That like they just like cover everyone's bases and make sure nobody can cheat. and So nobody can, you know, try to sue you when it's like no you lost because you lost not because we rigged it against you yeah, bill yeah. from montana or whatever yeah exactly um yeah. shoot what was i gonna ask well, uh, you know back there's a movie called quiz show that robert redford directed i don't know how old yes it was. It's really old it was about a game show scandal back in yes. the 50s and they liked this one contestant and it ended up they gave him the answers <gasps> so um he was disgraced. The show was taken off the, you know, <clears throat> it was a big scandal. So now there's all kinds of rules and regulations for game shows. We have like standards and practice. There's always people on set looking around, making sure no one's cheating, giving hands, yeah. you know, anything. Yeah. Cause I guess it's, you got You just, there's so much extra you got to do. And I'm sure nowadays with technology and stuff, I mean, who knows? There's probably so many, you're more right. ways someone could possibly cheat that people are having to look out for. Yeah. Boy, that's crazy. That. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. 
Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Um, and then so they take... Is there ever discrepancy among you guys when you're... Um, you know, putting the answers in order of easiest to hardest where some, oh, yeah. oh, where some yeah. people are like, actually, I think that's a really hard question. And other people are like, this is very easy. Yeah, that happens all the time. Um, oh, wow. Especially like with some of the guys who think they're very, very smart, you know, <laughs> they'll put, like they'll put something, you know, that no one knows. They're like, yeah, you know, everybody knows that. I go, no one knows that. Yeah. Like who Napoleon's tailor was or, you know, it's like, come on. Yeah. Well, because it's just so funny, too, because I think that that can happen in walks of life where, like, you know, if there's something you do for a living, you forget how much knowledge you've acquired and it starts to seem like common sense, you know, and then it's like, right. oh, everyone doesn't know how to produce a game show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then our hosts, they don't they don't see anything, you know. No, so um, they just cut like it just is as the episodes go. That's when they get the questions and everything. Yeah, pretty much. Well, for Alfonso, um, since this was a return and he hadn't done it for many years, we did, and they changed the rules a little bit. He did come in, so he spent. We spent a lot of time with him. Oh, um, that's great! You know, just prepping. So he, and plus, he brought his, uh, you know, he brought his own uh, card girl. Whitney. So she, she had to be trained. She had to be trained, had to look cute and turn a card and, you know. <laughs> it's such a physically so tasking to, job, I'm sure. Yeah, so hard to look cute. Turn so just stand there and be hot and stand, like, yeah, just aspire to be the next fan of white. Um, which, speaking of which, you were also on Wheel of Fortune, right? Yeah, I sure was. Let's talk um, about that because I'm, I'm a big fan. That's, I mean, that's a super popular show, obviously. Well, here I'll start with uh, how Vanna got her job. That show Ooh. was created by this guy named Merv Griffin. He was uh, he also created Jeopardy, and he was a talk show host in the '60s and like a semi singer. But he made all his money doing that, and he had a theory. He saw a ton of girls for uh, the Vanna role. That role, yeah. And, and he had a theory, and it was called the Big Head Theory. I've heard of this. I didn't know this was his theory. Go ahead. Yeah. The bigger the head, the bigger the star. Because, <laughs> you know, that's all the screen. And Vanna so White, funny. I guess, had the biggest head of all the women he saw. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I've heard that before. I've heard that. And then I've, I've heard some people say something about, like, round faces. But I don't know if that one's true. Um yeah. Uh, and I've seen her at, she must live in Sherman Oaks because I've seen her at the mall and the store. So, and I can attest, she has a big head and a little skinny body. Yeah. I was going to ask, does it look like it's clearly big for her body in person? Yeah. She has a big head. 
That's so funny. It's giving me hope. I've always hated my big head, but I'm like, maybe what? somewhere <laughs> out there. <laughs> you could turn letters one day. So, yeah, I just have to get a new face. <laughs> um, so what is that process like? Uh, same thing. Um, you have to, you know, be way smarter. The puzzles they give you, you know, so I went in and you have to play puzzles. Like they give you a piece of paper with 20 where they have, you know, the blank and it gets harder and harder. Like one, the first ones are just like two or three letters missing. And by the end, it's like one letter. I mean, all the letters missing except for one. Yeah. And then you do the same thing. And when I got to the set, okay, oh, here's another. There was Vanna. And you're like, oh, there's Vanna White. She's like, and all she did was knit. She just sat there and knit, looking at it compulsively, knitting, knitting. Oh, my God. <laughs> like a scarf that was like 20 feet long. She's just like knitting, knitting. Very strange. That's so bizarre of all the like between takes things that people do. Yeah. She just knits. And um, so for people that don't know, in game show world, you tape a week a day. That's what I was going to ask about so it's like five episodes in one day yeah we do five episodes in one day and I usually do uh two in the morning or three in the morning and then two after lunch okay uh, unfortunately the contestants have to be there all day even oh. if they're the last show they have people come everybody comes in like at 7 a.m so oh, gosh if they show you're gonna be there all day Oh, my God. Because you're just, like, the last one to film. You're probably yeah. exhausted. And then trying to, like, get that, have that same energy that, and like, the first all, show probably had. Yeah, and it's, you know, it takes at least an hour to do one. Just for setting up the contestants and, you know, getting everybody's sort of spots. And uh, they do a little practice run on the set with the contestants. Because people sometimes are just, like, deer in headlights. You know, they may have been oh, fabulous yeah. in the audition. And they get out there and they're like, ah. It's so funny that there's like a crowd and there's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then you also, as a contestant, you have to come in with different outfits. So like five different outfits. Oh, wow. Just so they can like make everyone, you know, not be matching and what looks best and everything. Right. So, cause they have to, um, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Hang on. I'm trying to oh, it's okay. If you need to take that, we can pause. No, I'm not taking that. <laughs> um who can't figure out how to apply for unemployment okay um so anyway yeah so you have to bring different outfits and there's certain rules for being on tv uh contestant they they like jewel tones like a solid jewel tone okay good to know um you can't wear all white because it kind of flares you can't wear small prints or patterns. You've probably seen that when people are on TV and it kind of moves around. Yeah, it looks very strange. Do they like to like you to not wear all black either? Right. Uh, yeah, it depends. I mean, you can wear all black and maybe have like a, a colorful blazer or, you know, or something, a sweater over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they prefer um, jewel tones. Okay. Oh, interesting to know. And so for your show, America Says, is that just running constantly, like five days a week nonstop? Or do you guys shoot like seasons at a time in big chunks? Um, yeah. So we do it. So we do five a day. So for America Says, we do 165 episodes. So wow. 
if you break that down, that's, um, I think it's 13 weeks. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, they're just constantly rerun. So you'll just do like pack it all. Like, do you go back to back to back when you're filming them? Like five episodes, Monday, five episodes, Tuesday until you get them all knocked out. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll even do like six days if they're trying to get stuff through. Um, yeah. That's that's a it's a lot, and you know the host is tired. You know. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, that's. But I think they is... do it different on. Um, I think they do that different on Jeopardy because mm. Alex Beck is sick now. You know. So. Oh yeah, I wonder how they've either slowed down or changed it up. Yeah, it's incredible sure that he's still doing it. Yeah, it's amazing because my father had pancreatic cancer and he lived like six months. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, that's, you know, I don't know, guy that just usually goes quicker is all. He's yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the, the ones that they say, you know, you usually don't have long. He's still kind of going, which is, you know, good for him. Yeah, good for him. And still working. Yeah, which is crazy, but I guess, you know, do what you love or yeah, or maybe, exactly. maybe it keeps him feeling healthier. I, I love that show too. It really stretches my brain. You know? Oh like, yeah. That's like one I would love to do, but I think I'd just be so embarrassed how awful I would do in, in the pre yeah, I mean, show the test. Too. Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's fun working on a game show. It's fun being on a game show too. Oh, absolutely. Do you have any like aspirations to like go on game shows again? Like as a contestant? Um, I mean, I, I would if it was something exciting and had lots of money. I mean, I have not, the most I've ever won is $10,000, and I've been like on five, you know. Oh, man. Wait, so you've been on $25,000 Pyramid, Wheel of Wheel Fortune, Fortune, Scrabble. Scrabble. I was on um, My Generation, which was like a rock and roll. It was like on NBTV. It was like you had to oh, guess yeah. music, a music thing, and I won a keyboard. Oh, that's and, fun. Um, what else was I on? I was on a. Uh... Oh God, I've been on so many. Debt. Debt, debt. was a show. Where oh, it debt. was three contestants, and they made up a debt. You know, they didn't pay more than ten thousand, so they said, "Oh, she's got like three thousand dollars in student loan," or, you know, so they were. Oh, that's a cool concept. And they were all, you know, they were all kind of fake numbers. Yeah. Um, but that was that too, and I, and I didn't win on that. I got a hundred dollar savings bond which i boo debt (laughs) (laughs) um and the first one i ever wrote on was a show called i've got a secret on oxygen oh is that like was it directed for like toward women because i feel like oxygen yeah yeah our host is was a as a woman named stephanie miller (gasps) stephanie miller like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like liberal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Radio Stephanie Miller. Oh, she's like one of my good friends. I love Stephanie. Oh, well, tell her Jennifer said hi. Yeah, Stephanie Miller was the host of I've Got a oh Secret. Oh my god, we did That's two so seasons. Funny. What yeah, was that show like? How did it work? Tell me about it. I didn't know about it. Okay, so that was uh, an update of a game show from the fifties, I think, the fifties and sixties. <gasps> and how it works was there was you know the host, and that was Stephanie Miller because we were a women's network. Woo then you have, we had four celebrity contestants. I mean, celebrity, uh, ju- I don't know what they were. Judges or? Judges, I guess. They're not really judges, but they were playing the game. So our regulars were Terry Gar. That's right. We got to work. Oh, my gosh. Ter- Terry Gar, uh, Jim J. Bullock, 
which was um you know a, a comedy guy a gay comedy guy funny you know the sassy funny gay guy yes and then, then we had a couple others that we rotated through like hal sparks and uh jason kravitz just a bunch of people so then people would come on with a secret and the celebrities oh, wow. each got a question to ask them so for example we had on the woman who's the face of uh Gerber's baby, Gerber baby food. She's oh my like, gosh. she's like 80 now. Right. So, <laughs> she, so she comes out and they give him a clue. Stephanie gives him a clue and says, everybody's seen this woman. You know, everybody knows who this woman is. Um, go. And then, then someone will ask, well, were you on TV or, you know, then each get it. And that's how it works. And if no one can oh, guess fun. who they are, then that contestant, that guest would win money. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. I mean, that's cute. Yeah, and I got comedy. I wrote all You got to write all of it? We had I didn't write I didn't do the guess. I did all we did skits and sketches and comedy between the show, in front of the show. So I wrote sketches with uh Phyllis Diller. What? Oh my god. uh, Eric Stone Street. That's Uh, so awesome. Yeah. So I did all the sketches and stuff. Wow. And let me ask you, what were you doing prior to that job? Were you writing on something else? Were you doing comedy? Like, how did you end up in the game show world? I was um, a comic. Yay. And I was a writer and I was writing jokes and stuff. And I, this, this is a true story. I read the Los Angeles calendar section one day and it was talking about oxygen coming to California and oxygen was started by three powerful women. That was Oprah Winfrey, Marcy Carsey from Carsey Warner and Geraldine Laybourne. And so they, in the article, it said they were doing 12 original shows and they named them. And one of the shows was called pajama party, which was like playboy after dark, you know, like for women, kind of a funny, you know, amazing. Yes. And I knew no one, absolutely no one. I just saw that and I went, Oh, I got to I got to work on one of these shows. So, I called the gate. They were at a Sunset Gower. Oh, wow. And I said, "Hey, I want to um talk to someone." And they connected me. Somehow <gasps> I asked someone. They said, "Send in a sample." And I got hired. Oh my god. So you you really just like saw a thing. That's incredible that you just saw something and kind of took your own initiative and ended up getting hired. I said, I'm going to make this happen. I just said that. To him. I'm going to make this happen. Did that and feel? I, Sorry, go ahead. I, and I didn't get picked for pajama party. <laughs> I got picked, which didn't get picked up, which was great. And I got picked for um, I've Got a Secret. Which, which was, ended up getting picked up. And all my friends that were comics. Now, are you a comic? I am. Yeah, yeah. That's my main thing. Yeah. So, you, so, you know, comics that are really funny that somehow mm-hmm. haven't made it or they, they you know, they're, they're their own worst enemy or something like that. Oh, boy, so, do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we were an after show. So I wrote all these, ske- 110 episodes, I wrote all these sketches and hired my comic <gasps> friends. That's so rad that you were able to do that. I was, and because there's a lot of people, I went, why isn't this person more famous? You know, they should be on TV. God, that's, I, I have many peers like that. (laughs) So I um, was happy to do that too. That's so cool. At the time when you got, when you got hired, like, 
as someone who was doing stand-up comedy to then go and get that job just from like take your own initiative did that seem like a little crazy like before you actually got hired were you kind of having that feeling of this is a shot in the dark you don't get this stuff without an agent and etc etc nope (laughs) <laughs> no, you're just like, I'm going to go for it. Who cares? I said, I'm, I want to work on one of these shows. There was 12 shows and it was all women centric. So I went, you know, screw it. They got to be, they got to be looking for women. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to let them know I'm here. The Do you think, part, yeah, oh, the go ahead. part was when I finally did get to oxygen, all the EPs were men. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. It's always so funny when you find that out when it's like, it's all for women. And then it's like, everyone in charge is not a woman. That's crazy. Yeah. But we did have, you know, uh, it was more women than men. I was happy about that. It was well, and especially like, you know, going further and further back into the past, it's even more impressive. Like, you know, if back in like early 2000s, 90s. Yeah. This was um, 2000. And I did not, I did not have an agent, you know, and there was no um, emailing someone. Well, there kind of was, but not really, you know. Yeah, but that was like brand new. Yeah, because one of my jobs, too, besides writing the sketches, I was doing, um, well, they called it convergent at, virgins at the time. It was like, you know, integrating the TV with the Internet, with their website. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah, but it's not like it is now. I mean, now it's. Like, oh, I mean, for sure. <laughs> it's, everything's digital. and Yeah. Um, for. Shows that you're on now, like when they're looking for new writers, do, is it a lot of like inter game show hiring? Do a lot of people come over from other game shows? Yep, 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 yep. There's a group. Okay, of so it. like once you're in, you're almost kind of like in that network of people. Yeah, if you're good, yeah, for sure. Awesome. And then, do you guys ever do? Do you, does anyone ever like? Would anyone get hired the way you got hired nowadays? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Well, maybe. Good to I, know. Nobody start calling gates. No, I can't say that because let's say you're a stand-up and one of the producers is out there and say, oh, my God, this person's funny. I bet they could write on our show. So, yeah, it could happen like that. Okay, cool. I think absolutely like that. You invite someone to a show or a showcase or something. Yeah, but oh, I don't think, interesting. you know, just like cold calling like I did. Let's call the front, you know, the guard shack at, you know, Paramount. <laughs> They're going to be like, absolutely not. We will not connect you to anyone. Goodbye. <laughs> I just because I, I only know my like submission experience has been mostly late night shows. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to write for the Late Late Show with um, Craig Kilborn back in. Oh, that's so awesome! Um, but yeah, so that's that's me too. Um, I like that. That that's I like that. But this game show thing is fun too because a lot of them are funny now. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and you have to be, you know, at least a little funny because that's just sort of. I I feel like it comes with the territory. Nobody wants like a super boring. I feel like a super boring game show isn't going to last among all the competition. Right. Yeah. And this will. And kind of how I got in was a backdoor anyway because I've got a secret. I wasn't a guest producer. I was a writer. But wow. then. When, but when. I've got a secret ends up on your resume. They think you're a game show writer. So then you're just kind of like looped in that. So people see that and they go, oh, I know a game show writer we can hire. Like that kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... You know, oh, she worked on a game show. So, you know, that's how I kind of got in. Then I, uh, the one of the producers at, um, at I've Got a Secret started working on Street Smarts. 
I don't know if you remember that show. Uh, yes, vaguely. I do remember Street Smarts. I used to com- the host love of game the shows. Comic, uh, what's his name? Frank Nicotero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, uh, I was going to say, I think he does audience warm up for something now. Yeah, um, he does. Yeah, he does uh, America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. That's right. Do you guys have audience warm up on your game show? Is that like a stable for game shows as well? Yeah. And in fact, I asked my bosses that were going on to another show if I could do it. They were going off to Vegas and they oh, said, wow. oh, we got a guy we use. And I'm like, oh, I said, they no <laughs> women warm ups. I know. That is so funny is that I, I have like of all the games or show warm ups. I know it's, it is always men. I can't even remember now what show. I don't even know if it moved. I got, you know, asked to submit for a warm-up for a show once. And then uh, I have one friend who is a female who got brought in for, like, on-the-job sort of test run. Right. <laughs> but it didn't last. <laughs> well, um, actually, yeah, you I'm, always see men. Yeah, well, the, on Oxygen, we had a female warm-up. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because we were, you know, we're women, so we hire women. But um, Of yeah. course, yeah, exactly. But every, but every other show... Men. And yeah, so make, many men. They make good money too. Oh yeah, no, I'm like that's I have a uh, at least one friend right now who is well, I mean everyone's on pause now, but I'm uh my friend does Kimmel's warm up and it's like, yeah, it's a good gig to get. It, oh, it would be Don? Yeah, Don I love Don Barris. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um so it's like it would be cool if they, if spots like that were more into looking at women and hopefully they're starting to be, but it does seem to be still a male dominated thing, but you know, we can keep trying, keep pressing on. Do you, I know. There's no women. I know. And even in the game show world. Well, yeah. And a lot of times it's like, there's still this. They're not ageist at the game show network because they have a ton of old dudes working there. That's good. I don't know why I'm whispering, <laughs> uh, but uh, they have, um, I'm like the only woman, or there's a couple of us. There's like, th- I can name like a handful of us that write our game shows. Yeah. Uh, well, I still feel like there's some people who have that notion of, or like, or like the people in charge do the kind of like, well, you know, we, we have a woman, so we're good. It's like they hire their check the box and they're like, we, we don't need to look at women. We hired one. And it's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but what can we do? That's exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah. Have you ever um, developed like an idea for your own game show that you either tried to pitch or wanted to pitch or? Well, funny you should mention that is that um, I just finished a spec comedy pilot about backstage at a game show. (gasps) Oh, that's so cool. I think it would be fantastically fun. Yeah, that's like a great premise. It's like you, it's like it's like Veep at a game sh- and you know the back work at a game show. That's so funny. I was just gonna say it's like the office of a game show, but like yeah. Veep is yeah, a great. Yeah, like that because there's so many characters, you know. Yeah, so much room for like really fun characters and something. And then like even that. the contest, the contestants that come in, you know. Yeah, that's like perfect for like rotating in like guest appearances and. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I, I definitely know the pitch process can be a nightmare. So good luck yeah. to you on that. Yeah, yeah. And then do you have any last like tidbits, little pieces of advice for anyone who um, either looking to go on a game show or maybe hopes to somehow work in the game show field? Sure. Um, 
you know, they always hire, uh, if you want to actually work on a game show, you can, uh, one way to start um, for some people, have you ever seen ads for run-throughs? Yeah. All of, all game show producers do run-throughs of the games when they're creating games. And you as a person off the street can come in and we pay between 50 and a hundred dollars to come in and play a fake game, you know, play the game and see how it goes. I've done a couple of those actually. (laughs) And people will see you from that and say, Oh my God, she's great. Let's, you know, let's do something with her or at least they'll ask you to be on the show. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So that's one way to go. Um, and if you want to be on a show, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Watch that show. Have yes. a lot of energy. And if you're going with a group of people, oh, make sure everybody's good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring it's, any duds. It's so hard to tell, but, you know, you really have to have a strong team. Yeah. Uh, try to get people on your team that are, like, good at different subjects than you. So don't have a, just a bunch of dudes on your team and all you know about is sports, you know. Yeah, I know, and then you're like screwed. You know, some (laughs) no pop culture, some no music, some no this. So yeah, good variety, especially for anything trivia based. Exactly. And then you didn't. This is just a random question popped in my head. You and obviously you you didn't work on Family Feud, but your like opinion opinion wise, are those all families, or is it like sometimes groups have like friends that are like, this is our cousin Bill. I have no doubt since that show's been on probably 30 years that at some point they're pulling someone in and calling them a cousin, you know? Yeah. Cause just I, to meet the numbers and stuff. They have to because there's you, so like, many episodes. <laughs> so on family feud, they have five, right? Yeah. And it's like, which, not everyone has that many people, which means they probably make them bring in six. Ooh. And then someone gets cut. You're probably right. No, that, cause that happens on our show. We bring in five and we only use four. Oh, wow. And then is the main reason when that happens, is it just like if someone some, is kind of like if someone a dud? Just, yeah, <laughs> someone's a dud, they freeze, or someone gets sick or lost or whatever, they have a backup. They have a backup. Okay. So if well, you that's win, good to know. So if you win 15 grand on that show, you hope that people are nice enough to let, you know... The fifth member split that. Yeah, like split that. But like, yeah, a lot of people probably go like, well, you weren't on the show. (laughs) Yeah, right. But I think on ours, um, they do it randomly. So it's not like. Yeah, they just sort of like. Unless the person was like, if all five are like fantastic, they'll just kind of like randomly. Sorry, dude, you're out, you know. Yeah. Lucky you do. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this is this is like, super interesting. And um, is America says still airing episodes right now? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's every day at five on Game Show Network, which is one seventy seven on uh, Spectrum. I don't know. Check well, your everyone, listings. <laughs> yes, everyone, go check out America says, and then um, where can people follow you? Okay. Well, on Twitter, I'm at at Jennifer Valley, and Valley has no e. Um, okay. So that's J E N N I F E R V A L L Y on Instagram. I'm at Jen Valley, J E N Valley, and Facebook Valley too. So perfect. Well, thank you for um, taking time to talk about this with me. I have really enjoyed having you. Thank you. It was so fun. All right. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye, idiots. Bye. 
And there you go, Jennifer Valley and game show insight, game show knowledge, how to be on a game show, how to work for a game show. Uh, pretty fucking cool, I thought. I'm hoping that maybe when this all uh, clears up, I'll go get in the game show world. I don't know. What game show should I try and fail to get on? Uh, you guys tell me. Maybe we can get a group together for Family Feud and pretend we're all cousins. If you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes, share it with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big, big thank you to John, Dustin, Greg, Gene, Kathy, and Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. I am looking forward to our Zoom hangout. I will touch base with you guys on that. If you guys want to get involved in that or you want to get postcards or just bonus content, just check out patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can support me and God knows I need it. You guys hear me. I should have an emotional support service by now. Uh, but uh, I don't have enough patrons to afford that. So I blame you guys. No, but uh, I appreciate your support. Would love to have you uh, be a part of that. We also have a Facebook group, which does not cost you a penny. Facebook.com. Uh, and then you search ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots in the search bar. You can post memes, ask answers to all your super, ask for answers to your stupid questions. Um, to save space for unsafe questions that you're like, this is a bad thought, I'm told, but it's a thought that popped up. Does anyone else have this thought? You can do that there. Um, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have any additional questions for Jennifer or any of my guests, let me know. You'll want to suggest a type of guest, a specific person for a specific uh, interview that you're like, here's a really great Muslim magician, and everyone wants to know about that. T tag them. I don't, I don't know what you guys want to know about, but you can tag them. Uh, Facebook.com slash, I was going to say slash, go to the Facebook group and post it there. That's the guaranteed way, way that I definitely will see it and won't get lost in uh, my other piles of shit that things seem to get lost in all the time. And uh, keep giving suggestions and keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. Isn't that the point? God, there is no point. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 